So the topic I was given is the social dilemma of social media. This is a big topic, generally speaking. When you have a Mulana Saab from above a particular age, he'll come and tell you social media haram because you're going to look at naked women. Which is essentially probably a, 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 a summary of what you already know. There's more details, okay, you're going to be jealous of people, people are going to lie, they're going to waste time, they're going to gossip, backbite, all these other things. But this is a summary in one sentence, this is a summary of what you're going to hear from most people, and it's not really all that far-fetched, it's not untrue. Whoever thinks it's untrue, I'll give you a minute to stand up and tell me that this is untrue. Nobody? Okay, thank you. Going deeper than that, however, there are more things on social media than just that. Or something that's explicitly haram in that sense. If you want them, you can go and find them directly. You don't have to look for them on Facebook or on, uh, you know, uh, Twitter and Instagram, TikTok, all of these other things. You can find them more directly. There's more things haram in the world than just a picture of a naked woman. You can go onto some sort of secure messaging app and order fentanyl or crystal meth or whatever. I don't know what people abuse in Toronto. You can do all sorts of haram things. Now with the, mashallah, the baraka of Bitcoin, you can do those transactions without being detected. It's really funny because I said publicly one time, I don't know if Bitcoin is jayas or not. And I got attacked by all of these people who made money from Bitcoin. And now when I say in public, I don't know if Bitcoin is jayas or not, they all stay quiet because they all lost money on it. And so nobody cares anymore. What the, what the, the, that's the fifth of Bitcoin right there uh, in a nutshell. So I want to go and talk about, because all those things are true. Haram stuff is haram. You know it. You don't really need me to tell you. There's other people who will tell you and give you more hadith and ayat of the Quran and all of this stuff and move you and make you laugh and cry and all that other stuff better than me. I'm not really an entertainer in that sense. What I want to talk about is something very particular with regards to social media, which I think skips the attention of a lot of users. So the nature of misguidance is what? The archetype of misguidance in the Quran, I wouldn't say even the archetype, the metaphor for misguidance in the Quran that's most potent for me is the idea that people of kufr, people of disbelief, they're kal-an'am, they are like livestock. What are an'am? Thamaniyu to azwaj, right? There's, there's cattle, there's uh, uh, camels, there's goats and there's sheep. They're all livestock. They're livestock that people commonly eat. And eating is a recurring theme with them. They just consume whatever you put in front of them. Goats are not known to be picky eaters. And livestock in general, the greatest expense with them when you're raising them is the cost of the feed. They need to graze Whatever you put in front of them, they'll eat it. They don't really question, they'll eat it. To the point where ruminants, for example, like a head of cattle, has seven stomachs. So it can store the grass, because the grass takes a long time to digest. The glucose, the primary source of glucose that they extract, ruminants extract from grass, is cellulose. We lack as human beings the 
the proper enzyme, the cellulose enzyme, in order to break it down and get sugar, derive sugar from it. But they don't lack that enzyme, but it's a very slow-acting enzyme. So what happens is that the, the animal will store the food while it's digesting and it will regurgitate it. And that's why the animals, they chew their cud. They're constantly preoccupied with eating and they don't have a really great uh, ability to be connoisseurs of the finer food in life. They just whatever they put in front of them, they eat. This is the archetype of kufr. It's not really how a believer is supposed to be. When you look at social media, Facebook provides all of these services. How much does it cost you to be a normal user of Facebook? It's free, right? How much does it cost you to be a normal user of Twitter? It's free. How much does it cost you to be a normal user of TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever? They're all free. The reason they're free, one should wonder about that. Mashallah, there's a great amount of uh, attendance also from the noble and beloved, honored Gujarati community. You guys are businessmen, right? Why would they give you something for free? Do you think Elon Musk looks like the type of guy who's there to like serve the public? Does he look like an altruistic person? Does, uh, you know, does, what's this other guy's name? Uh, uh, um, Zuckerberg. What a funny sounding name for speakers of Arabic. Uh, does Zuckerberg seem like a charitable man who's there to like spend from what he has in order to better mankind? You can see from these people's faces, there's lanat on their faces. You can see that. You can see the curse of the Lord on their face. The look in their eyes shows that they don't really care about anything other than their own ingratiation. I remember I said this one time about Elon Musk in a, in a Juma Bayan. I said that the man is like an like a anthropomorphic timthal of shaitan. One uncle got very upset. He says, That's, don't say that. You can't say that. And I just talked right through him like a freight train. Why? Because these are people, they're idolized in society to the point that people literally worship them. Why? Right? Their sifa is in the Quran. It's like those people who gather money and are constantly count, counting it who boast about their ability to gather money, their ability to consume money, and our own, our, our own stupid kids, our own stupid kids and our own stupid, even more stupid adults, they idolize these people, they almost worship them as if there's some barakah in this thing, which all it does is it involves lying and cheating in order to get more money. Like a snake, snake doesn't need to know about like arts and crafts and civilization history, it doesn't even need arms and legs. It's literally like a big head and a big stomach. It goes and eats and then it goes back into the grass and like relaxes until it's the next time to satiate its appetite. That's what these people are. So why is it that you're using this for free? This should set off an alarm, especially for our business-minded communities. This should set off an alarm. The answer to the question is what? The answer to the question is, Using Facebook, using social media, WhatsApp, all of them for free is the same way that the farmer doesn't charge the cow money to eat the grass. It doesn't charge the chicken money for the feed that it's eating. Why is that? Because the 
product isn't the feed that's being given to the livestock. The product is the livestock. So if you make analogy, what's the product that Facebook is offering? It's not an account. What's the product that Twitter is offering? It's not an account. What's the product that Snapchat and TikTok is offering? What is it? It's you. It's you. Some people will come to terms with this fact and they'll still keep using it. Why should I say anything? Why should I get angry? Why should I call you names? Why should I be upset about it? Why should I do any of those things? It's the qadr of Allah Ta'ala that some people should live life like cattle. And when they get led to the slaughter, I also will shed a tear and say how sad this person should have known better. They should have known better. But that's what it is. Someone says, Shaykh, but I use it to stay in touch with my family members and I use it to promote, uh, you know, events at the masjid. In fact, I'm watching your bayan live stream on Facebook, Pearls of Paradise, you know, facebook.com forward slash Pearls of Paradise, etc., etc. And in some sense, this is the problem that we have. We are actually livestock that are stuck in a pen. The pen is not physical, but it's social, it's economic, it's a fact that we need to come to terms with that our forefathers who used to have sovereign authority those people from whom we learned to eat mertai that has jandi warak like, like we, our sweets have silver on them and people have so, you know, saffron with like cardamom with elaichi that's gilded with silver we have these habits from what? from their kingship but you and me aren't king anymore I went to the Jamia Masjid of Sultan Yavuz Salim in Istanbul, right? And the inscription over the doorway is that this, is, this building is a waqf from, from, from so-and-so, Badshah, the like three continents and this and that, all of these like long titles. And at the end of it, it says his, his name is Salim Khan, right? That he was, Yavuz Salim was a man, nobody would mess with him. Shah Ismail Safawi, probably one of the greatest, greatest sovereigns in the kingship of Persia from the times of old antiquity. He mouthed off at Salim and uh, Salim destroyed him and he destroyed his army and he uh, sent him home running and conquered uh, probably about a quarter or a third of Iran in the process. And then he built this majestic masjid he was the one who brought the caliphate to the Ottoman Empire. His name was Salim Khan. Today, who is Salim Khan? There's probably 30 guys driving a cab or Uber in Toronto as we speak by that same name. That's what it means to us now, right? So we have to come face to face with facts. They're probably good people. They're trying to struggle, survive, earn. But our situation has changed from that time until this one. So we are, in some sense, we're livestock. I'm being pra practical here. I'm not just saying, look, Facebook haram, therefore delete it and it's done. If we were able to do that, I would have said that. But we live in somebody else's world. We live under someone else's government. We live in someone else's system. We have to think twice before saying anything out of fear of offending our overlords and our masters. This is the sunnah of Allah Ta'ala wa tilka al-ayyamun da'awuluha bayna al-nas. It's important to understand what the score is.
that somebody can stand up in a public place, even in parliament, and call us terrorists. And there's very little repercussion for it. But I myself, I'm afraid to tell you how many genders there are in reality for fear that I'm not going to be led into the country. <laughs> so I just stay silent. I don't say, I don't say it. It's a reality, we laugh about it, but really, like, in the greater scheme, we should cry. So, Jalotige, it's there, it's there. Let's understand the nature of the beast. So you don't have, if you're the head of cattle, you have nowhere else to eat from but what the farmer says. This is like a plan B. It's not actually the plan. It's a bad plan, actually. But it's plan B, which is what? Just duck out the day it's time to get killed. When you see the animals, you know, getting corralled, and there's a line going into, the, into a building, and there's no animals coming out, but just boxes of, like, ima coming out, of, of ground beef coming out, that day you should probably, like, go to the other side of the field and hide or something like that. This is not an actual plan for survival, by the way. But, if you're in that situation, if the Lord decreed that that's going to be your test, then you should also understand how to do that as well. The devil, the devil in the social media. There's one devil, obviously if you see a picture or something, haram, it's haram, you all know that. But the devil in the social media is what? It's an algorithm. What is an algorithm? It's some sort of formula that's fed into the computer that will procure for you what it is you see. If you are a male, it will show you certain things. If you're a female, it will show you certain things. If you're older, it'll show you certain things. If you're younger, it'll show you certain things. What happened in the beginning, perhaps uh, this is oversimplifying things, but for the sake of brevity, because I don't want this to be a long ban. It's not going to go on for an hour or whatever. I want to be done with it. You guys go home, go to sleep, read your tahajjud, play basketball. I don't know, whatever, whatever. New Year's party, uh, haram. But if you're going to go, like, then you may as well go early. Not that I recommend it. The issue is this, is what? Is that the, 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 the beginning, if you like followed seven people on Facebook, or on, sorry, on Twitter, or you're friends with seven people on Facebook, when those people would make a post, that would show up on your feed. Then after a while, what would happen is that you would get that content, and then maybe like, you know, Facebook or Twitter would put an ad, you know, in between those seven things, based on what, you're, what it thinks that you like. Where it progressed from there is what? Is that the people you follow, the things that you follow, it won't show you all of those things. It has a program that will analyze the post and will figure out which things are most likely to capture your attention and it will put those things forward. And if there are posts that won't capture your attention, it will take stuff that you don't even follow or you're not you know, even trying to see and it will put it in front of you. This is why if you look through my Facebook feed, there are ads for why you should support Israel. There are ads of why you should, send, you know, asking donations for sending Bibles to Afghanistan. There are ads for, uh, you know, uh, learn, uh, you know, Syrian uh, dialect Arabic. All of these things are like odious to me. Like, I don't think these are all horrible things as far as I'm concerned. They upset me because the algorithm knows your anger is a far greater way of keeping your attention than like actually educating you or whatever. In the same way, that, for example, when you have feed at a chicken, 
at, a, at, a, at a chicken hatchery, or so not a hatchery, but a, where they grow chickens. It's late right now, my vocabulary is breaking down. When you look at the feed, a percentage of the feed is other dead chickens. Why? Because they're not trying to provide the chicken with a superior culinary experience. They're trying to fatten them up so that they can be slaughtered, just like you and me. They're not interested in making you a better person. Zuckerberg is not even interested in making himself a better person. Elon Musk is not interested even in making himself a better person. Why, why would they care? Why should they care about making you a better person? So they will feed you content. It will be procured according to the algorithm based on what will provoke your attention and keep you on that platform for longer and longer so that they can, you're the product so that you can be marketed to all these people who are paying for ads. It gets worse. I'll say this very clearly so that there's no ambiguity about any of it, okay? Even if a person is not a, 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 a specialist in making meaning from rhetorical flourishes. TikTok is a piece of Chinese spyware. TikTok, it's an app, is a piece of Chinese, China, spyware. When you download the app, the permissions that you download basically make your entire the data of your phone naked in front of who? The Chinese Communist Party. And who's the Chinese Communist Party? Well, to summarize, much like Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg, they're not interested in making you a better person or your welfare either. What they are interested in, one can surmise by remembering the fact that there are like 3.2 million uh, Uyghur Muslims in occupied Turkestan that are in concentration camps right now. They force sterilize the women. Those people who are not in jail, they, are, they arrested the men and they have Chinese men forced to live in the same house with them that come from Eastern China. And they say that if they don't sleep in the same bed as you, everyone goes to jail. Which sounds very pharaonic, like, but we say pharaonic oftentimes metaphorically. This is like literally pharaonic. It's spyware from the Chinese Communist Party. You're downloading it into your phone. At this point, I could call you an idiot for continuing with it. But if this much doesn't have any effect on you, what will my insults have? TikTok, the algorithm in TikTok, completely takes the cake, 100%. All the content it procures for you. It knows when you, don't use, when you stop having your interest in TikTok, and when your interest dips, it will automatically promote any post you have, no matter how inane it is. So you get more likes and more views and more of that, that, that dopamine rush that makes you addicted to something. This requires a slight aside in the bayan to talk about what a dopamine rush is. So an animal, for example, an animal like a deer, when it's thirsty, it feels unease because physically, mechanically, the body doesn't work as well anymore. The heart is no longer pumping properly because the blood pressure is low. The kidneys have to strain harder 
because they need to conserve more uh, water. All sorts of effects happen through the body that are, that are physiological and they're chemical, they're very basic effects. So the animal's at unease, it feels like things are not right. A deer doesn't even know that it's a deer. It's a weird thing to think about. Tyrannosaurus Rex didn't know it was Tyrannosaurus Rex. Some insan came later on and gave it that name, right? To it, it was just aware that it's alive, but it didn't, you know, that level of self-awareness wasn't there. Only Allah Ta'ala gave that ability to give names to things to Sayyidina Adam Adam al-Asma'a kullaha. I'm sure there's some erudite scholar who will give you the entire profound and deep meaning of this verse, which is quite profound and deep, but we have something else to talk about right now. So the deer will go around doing things in this disturbed state in order to try to be done with this disturbance. When it drinks water, what will happen all of a sudden, like all of those physical disturbances in the body will, they'll feel better. The heart will feel better, the kidneys will feel better, the lungs will feel better, everything will just feel better. The brain, the way the brain works is it makes a note of this. How does it make a note of it? There's a chemical in the brain called dopamine. And the brain will remember that when I felt bad in this, this particular way, water is what made it better. So the next time I feel bad in this particular way, when I drink water, I will give like a, a, this like little hit of euphoria, of happiness to the person. And that way the deer doesn't have to go through all of that figuring out everything process again. I feel that same set of symptoms. I remember water made it better. And then when I drink the water next time, bam, hit of dopamine. And I'll feel better, one, in the way that I'm dehydrated and I have water, so my organs function better. And the other in the way that the brain just got the shot of this thing that makes me feel euphoric. So why are, for example, narcotics a bad thing? Like cocaine and, you know, uh, heroin and opioids and all of these things, right? So it's because Molana Saab said it's haram. Right? Kafirs also understand it's a bad thing. And they don't acknowledge that Mulana Saab has anything to teach them about the dunya or the akhirah. Right? But they know it's a bad thing. The reason it's a bad thing is that those drugs, they, they game this dopamine cycle. So what happens, you take those drugs and it just pff, max throws out all this dopamine. And you feel like this euphoria. Your body is telling you, whatever there was good in this world, you just did it. This is happy birthday, Eid Mubarak, happy new year, Diwali, Halloween. You graduated from high school, you graduated from college, you got married, you got a job, you got a raise, you everything. You just did all of it all at the same time. A normal person doesn't have it in them, no matter how sound their aql is, to resist that. The people who design these social media apps, some of them not in the beginning, some of them later on they jumped on the bandwagon, but some of them from the beginning, in particular TikTok from the very beginning. Their entire design is known to be what? It's known to be based around the understanding of how the dopamine cycle works 
in order to show you content through the algorithm that will give you this dopamine rush and will make you feel like you're actually doing something whereas you're actually doing nothing. Make you feel like you're doing something where you're actually doing nothing. You feel like you did all of these achievements when you do drugs, but did you really achieve anything? Absolutely not. Another thing people do with the internet makes them feel like they're doing something, but they're not actually doing that thing. It's all fake, 100% fake. This is also a different type of fakery in that line. People say, well, not, what are you talking about? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, good, make dua for me. They've gamed the dopamine cycle. Every time you get a like on your post, you get a little dopamine rush. Every time you get retweeted, you get a dopamine rush. Every time you see numbers going up, you get a dopamine rush. And what happens is, this thing is literally making you addicted. Now, one of the things about the dopamine cycle is this. Every time you get a dopamine rush, it takes a little time, but the brain will actually clear the dopamine out of the brain and it will actually reduce the level of dopamine to sub to subnormal levels meaning what that after you got the rush you'll actually your brain will keep draining it slowly 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 not down to zero but down to below zero so you actually feel bad like the normal amount of ease and health that you feel when you're you know when you're just normal after a dopamine rush you actually go back down to uh, subnormal levels for a while why because the, the the logic of the physiology is what is that you did this thing, you need to do this thing again. And so you'll be a bitch end, right? You'll be like completely like uh, perturbed and disturbed. That's why addicts, when the high wears off, the only thing they can think of is what? Getting high again. The addiction isn't only, by the way, for social media and for drugs. This is actually the relationship most of us have with food as well. This is the relationship that most of us have with food as well. This is a completely different topic. I want to finish the bayan. I want to say what I want to say and you should remember what it, I, what it is that I said, not go on like 20 different tangents. But that's an important discussion to have as well. That you shut off that Facebook, you shut off that Twitter, you shut off that TikTok, you shut off that uh, Instagram, etc. And it knows how to get your attention. You know, the algorithm knows if you're a, you know, if you're a male between the age of 15 and like, like 47, it will show you something really different than it will show grandma. You can imagine what it's going to show you. Go on people's Instagram feeds and just look at the suggestions of one person to another. They're completely and wildly different things. You can imagine what they're going to show a young man. When you put that away or you put that down, say, oh, Moana Saab gave a bayan, he says, you're going to see like naked women, it's haram, I'm going to put it away, right? Or whatever the fitna of like different demographic groups is. The fitna of women is naked women as well, but it's for different reasons and in a different mechanism. The, the thing you put down now, what's going to end up happening is that the dopamine hit you were getting from all of this like fake engagement, it's going to wear off and you're going to have this like crash and you're going to feel like garbage. You're going to feel horrible. You're going to feel bad. 
And somewhere in your subconscious, you're going to know the only way to make yourself feel normal again. Forget about feeling better. The only way to make yourself feel normal again is what? Guess. I'll give you three guesses. Go ahead. You go back to the exact same thing again. Why do they do that? Do, is it an evil conspiracy for you to get addicted to uh, like looking at haram? No. If they could have made more money by making you look at halal or making you read Quran, they would have done it. Right? They don't care about you because you're, you're the product. You're not, you're not like... The reason... F- if they destroy every one of your lives, it means nothing to them. As long as they're making money, they figured out this is a way that they're going to make more money. And the fact that you get destroyed in the middle is collateral damage. It's maybe an unfortunate product of what's going on, but it's collateral damage. This is what's going to happen. You know this is what's going to happen. Someone says, okay, Mulan Asab, I deleted all the all the uh, social media apps and I don't function with them anymore. Good for you. If you have no need to be on them, you'd be a moron to be on them. TikTok, there's no reason to be on it at all. There's really no reason to be on it. There's really no reason at all to be on it. I'm saying it right now. But Mulan is so-and-so. Good for him. He gives his jawab in front of the Lord. I give my jawab in front of the Lord. You can choose whoever you want to believe and whoever you want to end up with on the Day of Judgment. And if you choose him, I'm not going to stop saying salam to you. I'm not saying you're a kafir. But as far as I can tell, there's no reason to be on it. The rest of them, if you need them, for example, like Sheikh, I'm like the social media manager at work for my company. This is how I make a halal risk, you know. I do my best not to like whatever, I have some ad blocker or whatever, so I don't see this and that, and I you know, filter and blah, blah, blah. You know, there's tricks that you can do to mitigate a lot of these things. You can't 100% get rid of them, but there are tricks you can do to mitigate a lot of these things, and they count on being so difficult to figure out that normal people can't do it. Say, so I figured all of them out, and you know, it's relatively cleaner for me. My advice to you is then to know the game. Know how they're trying to basically abuse you. Really, to be honest with you, sexually abuse you with these things. And don't, don't be a victim. Be on your guard when you, uh, when you use them. How is that? Many of you actually have the misfortune of knowing me through social media, in fact. right? So you're probably wondering, why is he saying all this? right? I uninstalled Facebook and Twitter from my phone. Why? Because I myself found myself being roped into these arguments or roped into these discussions and roped into it. Why? Because I've fallen victim. I knew about it from before, but I've fallen victim to it. Time and time again. So I'm like, this is dumb. Like, how can I keep doing this? I have stuff to do in my life. You know, I have like children to raise. <coughs> I, have, I have bills to pay. I have work that I want to do with my life before I die. I can't keep doing this. So it's all like on a tablet at home. That way, I, and I make it difficult for me to get to it. If I need to make an announcement, if I need to, uh, you know, post something, if I need to whatever, I put it on there and then I put the tablet away. Why? Because my entire work is in dealing with the public. Because what? Because nobody gave me money said, Mulan Saab, why don't you do tahtiq on this masala of aqidah and like, we'll pay you for it. So those things, I do them, I make money from the public and then I do those things uh, on the side. And that's how, how my work is supported. So I have, I'm also in that sense, I'm also in that boat. If you're in that boat, say my, you know, like, 
You have, my nanny lives in like a, a mountain in Angola somewhere and the only way I can talk to her is there's no phones over there. The only way I can talk to her is by like messaging her on Facebook or whatever. This is how you do it. Don't carry it around with you. Don't make it the last thing that you see before you go to sleep at night and the first thing you see in the morning when you wake up in the morning. So that you can also be the misdaq of the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ that a time will come that a person will wake up as a believer and go to sleep as a kafir or wake up as a kafir and go to sleep as a believer. The Rasulullah, like, you know, to be fair, he warned us about all of these things. I don't have like the rhetorical acumen in order to package you know, those things in a way that's hard-hitting. But you know it's all there, it's all been mentioned from before. Go through, figure out what those settings are, get rid of all of those, get rid of all of those uh, you know, like go through Facebook, like like point by point in the settings thing. You know, don't share your data with them. Don't share your information with them. Don't share your location with them. Don't share any of these things with them. And then, no, why is it I'm on this thing, right? If I have a thing in order to talk to my nani in a mountain in Angola, because she doesn't have phone in her village or whatever, then talk to her, don't do the other stuff. The other part of this whole, you know, social dilemma is what? As we've been through right now, we were, on the outs- we were coming out of the lockdown. I'm not going to comment from this forum about what my opinion about lockdown was. Except for to say there are two types of people that annoy the hell out of me. One is the anti-mask crowd. That viruses are not real and, you know, we should all stand shoulder to shoulder when really there could be a pandemic that kills everybody and we don't know yet. Right? When, you know, the, the vaccine is somehow some sort of like conspiracy to kill everybody. Where it's the same people who took the, made the medicines that you take for everything else as well, right? Those people annoy the smack out of me. And the other people who annoy me, one is anti-mask, the other is Abdul mask. Like, oh my God, you know, you scratch your face, you're going to die. And like, look, the data's out, it says that really you can pray in the masjid, you know, and it's not going to harm you as long as everyone's masked or whatever. Or those people who are like, you know, uh, I got, you know, like my, did you get your 17th booster yet? Oh my God, you're going to kill everybody. You know, like, what your ideas in the middle somewhere are or not, that's between you, know, you and me. I don't really have a, any authority to speak about that right now. But one of the things a pandemic, so wherever in that spectrum you belong, one of the things a pandemic has taught us is that there's a lot of meaning and, 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 and necessity for face-to-face interactions with other human beings. Kids who were at a very delicate developmental stage in their life during lockdown and haven't had the ability to meet with other people face-to-face in real life, um, you know, they suffer. Kids who went through grades of school, they suffered. I actually, my kids were like doing school in Zoom at that time. And I said, you know what, just go to, I, I sent them to Pakistan. I said, go to Pakistan and like visit your relatives at that time. You can just log into Zoom over there. They're not going to miss anything. You know what the school said? They're like, oh, we blocked the IP address from uh, overseas. And if your kids go, like, we're going to hold them back a year. I go, I don't care. Hold them back a year. They're really wasting their time over there. I'd rather, I tell them, I'd rather them go and play cricket on the street and learn how to cuss someone out in Urdu or Punjabi. Then there's more benefit in that, at least linguistically, there's more benefit in that than, than what they're learning on, on Zoom because you cannot engage like that, right? They suffered. They suffered from it. 
all of the social media, they're not the only ones suffering from it. When you waste time, that minute is coming from somewhere. That hour is coming from somewhere and it's going somewhere. And so the suffering that we have, though, the antisocial nature of our behavior that we have, look, dopamine is not the only neurotransmitter that exists in the human body. There's a whole bunch of other stuff out there. In the system of what works, there are some things that cause a person's brain to be whole. There are things that cause a person's body to heal when you're sick that have nothing to do have nothing to do with anything you'll find in a hospital. They're from normal things. It's good, like human skin to skin contact is good. So, oh, Milano, what is he talking? You're a family member, you're Mahadev and things like that. But it's good. It's needed, it's necessary. When two of you, a husband, me and Bibi, are sitting and each of you are on your stream, say, well, I, you know, I've disabled this and that and I'm not sharing my location and look, there's no, uh, you know, there's, see, there's no naked women, not on my th- feed or nor on my husband's feed. And, but what is, it, what is it you're missing? You're missing like real life in the process. You're getting disfigured by it in the process. Those things you need in order to heal from sickness. Those things you need to, in order to be a happy person. Those things you need to, in order to be a human being. Without which the deen and the sharia will make no sense. Simple example. La yu'minu hadukum I'm not, I don't teach Bukhari anywhere. You know, you know what I mean? Like I sometimes wonder why they even invite me to these things. I don't even know Tajweed properly. If I were asked to, be, to lead the, the Salat, I would get stuck in Juzamma and like I just don't know. But from the few things that I know, imagine there's a hadith of the Prophet that one of you doesn't believe. La yu'minu ahadukum hatta that one of you will not perfect your belief until I am more beloved to them than their parents and than their children and then all other people. A little bit of explanation, sharh is necessary. Which is what? There was a time when people used to love their parents a lot. There was a time when people used to love their children a lot. Now go to a therapist. People go, they go to therapists. Mothers, like fathers, okay, dudes are punks sometimes, mashallah, like we know it. But mothers, mothers, your mother is like the last person that you love and the last person who will love you. Everyone else will hate you, but your mother, you should be able to count on her. Now we have therapists, they go, the women go, and they, they, they mothers, they complain to the therapist about how they resent their children for holding them back in their career and from this and from that and from the other thing. I'm not anti-women having a career mutlaqan, so don't try to read something there that I didn't say. But the point is, is you shouldn't resent your children for stuff like that, right? In fact, it was the other way around. Your children were what gave you the will to live and to survive all sorts of calamity and cat- catastrophe otherwise. The humanity is gone. There was a time when nasi ajma'in, there was a time when people liked, actually liked other people rather than sitting in a room for hours on end interacting with the goddamn AI chatbot or with an algorithm. Do you understand what I mean? When I say goddamn, I mean literally mal'oon min Allahi tabaraka wa ta'ala. Khali'an dhikrihi wa khali'an kulli shayin tayyib. Look, if you're finding yourself in this situation that you're doing this, 
If you literally, right now, while I'm talking, check your Facebook and your Twitter, even though you know what I'm saying is right. If you disagree, alhamdulillah, mashallah. Go ahead and disagree and say why you disagree. Write an article about it or whatever. And whoever is saying the haq, may Allah ta'ala bring it forward. I never, you know, I never want to say something and then not be corrected if I'm wrong. Like I have a lot of faults, but that's not one of them, inshallah. But if you know it's right and you still can't, like you're still like, ah, I gotta check this thing. Uninstall it, it's enough. It's time to go. Just like, you know, people have these type of neuroses with their dunya, like, oh, I have to do, you know, did you pray to get it? No, I had to do this for the business, otherwise the business would fail. I had to do this for my wife, otherwise this would happen. This for, for, for my children, this for this, this for that, this for that, the other. And the fact of the matter is like, you know, the fact of the matter is I defeat my dog. The fact of the matter is the day you die, no one's going to miss you. The day you die, everything is going to move on. No one is going to miss you. Just like that, think of this as a microcosm of that reality, because we've seen it before. You know, non-Muslims have this dysfunctional relationship with death. You know, like they'll literally backbite the dude at the office, and then when they die, you know, Bill is annoying. Bill, did he show you a stupid picture of his dumb children? And you know, and then the day he dies, they're gonna have like this memorial ceremony. Oh, Bill, oh, he's the best guy in the office. He used to come in, everyone would be happy. He was just the best. He was the greatest. And he was such a dedicated father, he would always share touching stories about his children and show us their pictures. Oh my God, uh, right? They get over it very quickly. <coughs> they fake that they're actually shocked that someone died. They get over it very quickly. So if that's the way for like a whole human being, like actually dying. Imagine like what a trauma would it be if you got off of social media. So this is the tashkil. The bayan is ending now. Alhamdulillah. This is the tashkil. I'm not going to ask you to go on three days or 40 days. <laughs> it's not that kind of tashkil. So who's, who's ready? Who's ready to promise me at least, at least from the time Ramadan is right around the corner, you know, it's going to be in March, inshallah. If, like the new year is going to jump off, it's already jumped off in some parts of the world, right? Who's going to promise when Ramadan comes, I'll uninstall all of these things from my phone. Whether I need them or I don't need them or whatever, I'll uninstall all of these. Who can do that much? Who can promise that? We have some holdouts, you know, some people, they're like, I'm too cool for school, I'm not going to raise my hand, or, you know, I really like Facebook that much. Jalo Yari, you like it that much, you like it that much. Ramadan, the whole ummah knows you can be badmash for the rest of the year, right? Not really. But you know, still it works, right? Why would you jeopardize that? The person who reaches Ramadan and they're still not forgiven. That person is a cursed person. Say Ameen. Sayyidina Jibreel told the Prophet to say Ameen. So why would you waste your time in that? Who here, has, who here makes intention that I'm going to delete TikTok as Chinese spyware from my phone? They're just completely like, and they're making a fool of me. Everyone knows. You know Moana Manzur Mengo one time, you know, you, know, you know who he is? As entertaining of a speaker as he is, he is like a learned man. He taught in the Moana Madrasa Farukia in Karachi. He's one of the big madars of Pakistan. And you remember when there was this uh, sister in India that, uh, uh, you know, she walked by the, um, the protesting idolaters that were like trying to like get her to take her hijab off and she's turned around and screamed Allahu Akbar at them. 
And he, it was funny, he, he had a video in which he was praising her. He goes, he goes, Dekho, Dekho iska naam jona har musalman ke ghar ke andar aagya hai. Ladkiyan tiktok pe naach naach ke thak jai, thak jai, phir bhi jona iti shohra nahi hogi. I was like, wow man, even Mufti Saab knows about the girls dancing on tiktok. <laughs> How did that happen? He's like in Balochistan, bro. Like you would think that at least they would be safe from this. How does he know about that? We all know that's all it is. Who here in the house of the Lord, which is to make the Mubarak Karar? I wish I could raise my hand with you. I never downloaded it because I knew what it was from the day one, right? But who here has it? They're just going to uninstall it. You know, they're just going to uninstall it because they know there's no khair in it. Shall I raise your hand? We have a few takers, mashallah. I wish it was more. However, however, just like the Ark of Sayyidina Nuh everybody will be destroyed except for the one who believes. I'm not a hafiz, is this right? A day will come, I'm promising you all of these things. A day will come when the, when, the, when the flood comes, these things will destroy you. Like right now, they've already destroyed many of us. And we just want to like fool ourselves. But they'll like physically destroy you one day. And the only people of relevance are the ones who have the himma, the courage inside of them to make these decisions. I promise you're not going to regret it. If you regret it, make a blog post, make a YouTube video, send me the link, inshallah, about how that was complete bakwas and your life got worse. And then when you got back on these things about how your life got better again, let me know about it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I should change my message or whatever. I really don't think that's going to be the case. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give all of us so much tawfiq. Wa sallallahu wa ta'ala wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi